1: Honors have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
2: Hello, everybody. This is Derek Somerville at Backpacking and Blisters, alongside the Colorado legend himself, Carl Mandrelli. Carl, how you doing today, buddy? What's on the agenda?
3: There's always an agenda. I'm doing good, man. It's going good. Um, Yeah, so we've had some action on our podcast and on our Facebook page, which is pretty interesting. So I wanted to throw that out there. Did you see that post from Jeremy about all that junk that he saw left behind at a campsite? I did. I did. That was uh, that was interesting. I think he sort of called... So he he was like, he just thought it was like stuff that was left behind. But then like, he talked to some rangers or something and he found out they were like... Squatters. I guess they call them, yeah, like trail squatters.
2: Yeah. And uh, this is, I know in my experience, I don't know about yours, Um, I know when I was in Hawaii doing uh, like a, an island tour around Kauai, they said that a lot of, they have a lot of squatters. It's like a huge problem. Right. And a lot of in, inmates and convicts will go like, have a they just live out there and they um, often will try and go track them down. So I don't That's know about, he's up in Alaska, I think, right? Well, right. I'm sure right. At, so
3: different territory for sure. For sure. I, you know what it made me think of was I read this book not too long ago, or at least most of the book. It was called Hiker Trash, mm. and it's about, like, it was written by a woman who was basically doing the Pacific Crest Trail, I think, and she was um, talking about how, like, when they roll into town, they're, like, stinky and gross and disgusting, and they just kind of go from town to town, you know, resupplying, and they just, so she kind of, like, deemed herself hiker trash. But I was like, but they they eventually get clean. The trail squatters are, do they just, like, stay dirty?
2: Well, I mean, you might bathe in the stream, right? You don't care, obviously. Don't so there's no... Yeah, if you don't
3: care, then you don't bathe, right?
2: That's a toss-up on that one. I
3: don't know. I, I don't just know. That's, what it, that's what it made me think of. But the second thing that I had was we mentioned a few episodes ago about how we have quite a big Canadian contingent listening to the show, which is awesome. And then I think we kind of made fun of them because they've sort of fallen off a little bit and... The UK is picking up speed here. We've got a lot of Brit listeners, which is awesome, too.
2: Nice. You've been there, right? I have a couple times, yeah.
3: Have you you gone hiking there, or as they call it, hill walking?
2: You know, I would have loved to. I was with people who were city folk, so didn't get the opportunity, unfortunately. I did make it up to the Dover Cliffs, which was, you know, not really hiking, but scenic. (laughs) That's as far as I got.
3: No, I've been there as well. It's not really hiking at all, but it's cool, though. Um, I went to Scotland as well and there's like this really short hike called uh, Arthur's Seat like kind of in the middle or near the middle of town
2: I almost did that yeah that's really weird yeah Yeah. I almost did that yeah and that was cool I would love to go back there I want to go hike the highlands I want to go like I have a Scottish heritage so I want to go back and I just want (laughs) to get out there and do the I want to get out in the highlands man that could be we'll add that to the list indeed indeed indeed. when you have relatives that fought alongside William Wallace which I do don't be jealous uh you know you want to get out there and check out your heritage a little bit so
3: okay, i'm gonna go um, i'm gonna go 70 chance you just made that up
2: that's a fact that's a okay. lord william somerville let's get cracking today here okay. what do we got going on today so
3: today's episode is just kind of some weird different offbeat tips and tricks for backpacking that mm. that i've come across that you've come across whether it's mm. uh I, I kind of threw some out on some Facebook sites, some um, kind of nationwide backpacking sites. Just, I just, you know, people do some weird or different things. Some of them have kind of been recycled and you've seen them maybe in Backpacker magazine. And some of them, like, maybe you've never heard of before. So I think what we're going to do is we're just going to rank them. And, like, we'll go back and forth and then we'll each kind of evaluate whether this is something that is... Like sign me up! Like we got to try this. This is this could be helpful for our trip. If it's kind of like so-so, like not super interesting, but maybe, or if it's kind of like a captain obvious one where you're like, like duh, like mm-hmm. who doesn't do this? I got some good ones. Okay, for you. All right. I I don't know if mine are good, but um, I, well, there's a couple that are good. But I'm curious to see what you think about them, and so and I'm curious to see what you're gonna throw at me. Uh, why don't you start us off?
2: All right. First one I got is, all right, so there's a lot of times you're out in the wilderness backpacking and maybe you didn't bring a bear canister. Maybe you have to hang your food and you're still concerned. You're like, you know, God, I'm just worried about the bears. You know, maybe I'm in Glacier National. Maybe I'm somewhere else where there's, maybe I'm in Alaska. Maybe there's, so one little trick you can do is throw a, and you maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't, is to throw like a fabric softener sheet inside the bag of food to kind of mask the smell of all the food. You could throw one or two in there. Obviously, bringing fabric softeners is going to be, quote unquote, extra weight or whatever. Um, But if you're more concerned about safety and bears, if you know the terrain you're going to, then that might be an option to throw one of those in there and kind of mask the smell of all your food and deter the bears from hanging out and trying to get it.
3: So So that's an interesting one. I'm guessing it's going to be like a a non or like an unscented sheet, right?
2: Right, right. I think the unscented sheet can kind of mask the smell is the theory. So
3: so? So here's, so that w- wouldn't work if you cook your food in your camp because the bears are going to smell that, they're going to smell your campfire. I think that only works if you actually hide your food somewhere, but I don't know if that even really would work. Uh, I don't either. So I'm going to go. You nay saying that? I'm going to say so-so. So, like, I'd be willing to try it because because the fabrics sheets don't weigh anything. And Right, if it, right. Yeah, so I, I guess, I mean, I'm not going to forget, you're not going to forget your bear canister. You're going to be like intentionally trying to defy whatever organization runs that wilderness area. Um,
2: it's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. So say, but if you're, if you're one of those over paranoid people that's like, I want to take every precaution, you know, um, that might be something to try. I don't know if it'll work or not. But okay. I'm
3: going to say so-so on that, and I wouldn't add it to the gear list, but if you brought those along, Derek, I'd be willing to try it.
2: Okay, I'll, maybe I'll bring it next year. Yeah, okay, I'll try it. so you can add that
3: to your personal gear list. Yeah. Dryer sheets. My first one. I don't know if you were around when this happened, but we were in Emigrant Wilderness and we came across a pretty large Boy Scout troop, and they were just and the leaders were kind of happy to talk, happy to see us. Just um, I think they just wanted some adult interaction there, and so this guy, this guy's telling me about how you know like a lot of people really struggle sleeping at night, and we'll probably address this in a future episode but he's a side sleeper as, as most people are. And so he tries to find soft ground for where he puts his tent and then he'll dig like a little depression in the ground where his hips are going to go so that his hips better fit or better sort of sink Mm. in with the rest of his Mm. body. And so it's just basically more comfortable for him to sleep. So he, he dug a depression in the ground. If, if it's, if the dirt's soft enough for better sleeping.
2: Two things. One, I I'm a big hip sleeper, and that would be very beneficial for me. However, I move around a lot, so I'm like, right. How big am I gonna have to big dig this trench I mean, or whatever <laughs> it's gonna be? You know, like, am I in the middle of the tent? Am I in the side of the tent? A lot of times, we don't even decide that until you know last minute. Maybe sometimes. Um, I would definitely try that. I I, sh- I actually might try that next year if we can. Get a good spot. I'd be willing to to take a crack at it. Although I really like the sleeping mat I have, right. so I don't really have a problem. Anymore, okay, but um, but it's always good. Like like I said earlier in earlier episodes, you know, when I had a sleeping mat that went had a leak, that would have been a mm. great little trick to bust out right there. So we so, say so so in that um, one. Uh, no, yeah, I'd say so so. I definitely I would definitely. Would try you that.
3: try if I dug the whole like the depression for you? No, no,
2: because I, no. I'm just imagining no.
3: like you could probably set a pretty awesome. Booby
2: trap, like a tent booby trap. I feel like you would do something, and I don't know if you know my hip girth (laughs) and length properly. So, can I trust that? So, we've
3: got a guy on our trip who probably complains, doesn't complain, but just kind of like struggles with sleeping more than anybody else, and that's Nate. And Mm. I think we have Mm. to maybe, you know, maybe I might dig him a little hip booby trap for the tent next year. So, Kind of mental note on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Would that only deter him further? From can you the imagine point? like you're woken up and you're uh, like sunk into a hole in the tent? The tent is like collapsing upon you. <laughs> what are you going to put in there? Like Not like shards of glass or anything. Just I just thought there'd be like a hole that you kind of sink into after a while. I don't know. If, if... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty sure he's going to notice that relatively quick. Uh, <laughs> true. You can try it. I want you to try that. Put that on your... Put that on your personal okay, to-do list. list. There we go. Double. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. All, right. All right. I <laughs> just thought of that. Doing? All right. Go ahead. What's your next one? This is this is I'm I'm the fire starter of the group, verbally and physically, <laughs> of
3: a lot of things. So so true. Uh, so true. <laughs> so
2: true. Uh, so this is one that I have found to be uh, kind of helpful. Like, okay, so if you are going to be in an area that's, that's rainy or, or it's going to rain or something like that. You can obviously go buy the waterproof matches and all that stuff. One other option, if you're like, those are too much money, I can't afford those, even though they're not that much. You could always go buy the birthday candles that mm. don't go out when right. you blow them out and they always continuously relight. Those can be pretty handy in a lot of weather situations. So that might be an option if you don't want to spend the money and maybe you got old children's birthday candles lying around or something. I like that one. And and another thing I'm gonna piggyback onto that, I'm gonna double dose, double dip, if you will, is if you want to waterproof regular matches, you can always dip them in nail polish and that will kind of protect the you know, the red part mm-hmm. of the match, and so it's not gonna like flake off, or maybe they're right. old matches and you just have them laying around. So that would um save. And them hopefully
3: it's fun. your wife's nail polish or your girlfriend's nail polish. Not that's the idea. If you're, I mean that's your guy, but um, No, that's good. I like that. I like those. I saw people dipping them in wax. Do you have heard that? The candles thing, I think I've heard of four. I'm going to say sign me up on that one. Only if I like kind of a last minute trip, ready to go, don't have time to go to like REI to buy those matches. They're not that expensive, um, especially like I just bought a bunch on Sierra Trading Post and I got them for super cheap. So I've got kind of like a lifetime supply at this point. But if I didn't have those, like I would definitely say sign me up on that one. Let me just piggyback on that with another fire starting trick. This one's been out there for a while. I actually read about this years ago and this is kind of a common go to like tip and trick, which is using corn chips for fire starters because there's so mm. much oil on the mm-hmm. Fritos that it'll burn for a while. Right. And so if you just put them like underneath your um your you know, your kindling, your pine needles,
2: it'll it'll work. Definitely sign me up. I almost put that on my list too. That's a good one for sure. I actually tried that it one. Does and it does work. No, it for good. sure works. And there was like, you can dip cotton balls in wax awesome. and there's all kinds of, stuff. dryer lint. Yeah, I think Noulton's. I mentioned dryer lint before.
3: Knowlton uh, saved his dryer um, lint for like a year to bring it
2: on a trip and then like forgot it. I did the same okay, thing and I brought it A though. year's
3: worth of dryer lint did like this.
2: I mean, I, I didn't bring all of it. I brought like a Ziploc bag worth, which isn't that hard to get. Is it like- fair
3: to say that if you don't bring it and you've saved a year's worth of dryer lint, that you're sort of like a lint hoarder? What did he do with it? Oh, <laughs> he he it, out? it? He moved to Nepal with it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So the corn chips, lots of different fire starter stuff. The only issue I have with the corn chips is that when I get to camp, like, unless I have a ton of these corn chips, like I kind of want to eat them and not use them for
2: fire. Or you could, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's always the benefit of like, you know, you bring too many, they get crunched up somewhere and you're right. like, do I really want to like scoop these out? Nah, I'll just dump right, them right, on right. the fire and burn them.
3: I would I would actually eat the crumbs personally.
2: That's well, you're kind of you know that way though, so all right, that's true. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right my next? next next one is uh, people might have heard of this one. You if you don't want to bring toothpaste, okay. So I've been on backpacking trips, not necessarily with you guys, but other people, and they'll bring like the entire tube of toothpaste. Yeah, you like mentioned long, that before. I don't. Yeah. I
3: haven't seen that. Who's doing I this?
2: Just I, the people who. You know, these are guys who'd never been backpacking and they were just like, I don't want to, I want to make sure I bring, you know, so I've seen people bring full bottles of shampoo, uh, toothpaste, but if you don't want, if you're like weight conscious, if you're like, I want to save money and you have extra baking soda in your fridge, you can obviously put that in a Ziploc and it's basically dehydrated, dehydrated toothpaste with a lot of the same, um, things in it that toothpaste is and people use that often to clean their teeth. So, okay. That's one option. Um,
3: yeah or Maybe. not
2: bringing anything like
3: you can go a couple days that toothpaste not going to kill you it won't
2: but you know i mean you know right, I'm, gonna say tri-
3: s- I'm gonna say so so on that one okay so so because honestly i don't bring tooth. i'm gonna say yeah so so slash no because i don't bring toothpaste. you don't bring toothpaste if it was a longer trip i would but
2: that's the smell i
3: smell then. yeah for sure that's one of them one of the smells what's the other one <laughs> um no comment new episode um okay well <laughs> new episode smells smells with car sure that's right so okay so, so i'm saying so so on that one i think i could see
2: you signing yourself up for that one though for sure uh well i usually bring the travel size toothpaste which is no a, that makes sense you know that makes the, end sense. Of the world. so yeah
3: all right okay hit me up what do you got All right, so the next one that I have, I guess I'll just kind of keep on piggybacking. This one, this one is kind of a questionable one. I'm just gonna say it straight up um, because I think this might actually violate multiple things here. But I did see this um, on a website where you, if for some reason you don't just bring your toilet paper, but you bring your toilet paper with the toilet paper tube, then you put the tube next to the speakers of your phone as like a Like it's kind of a makeshift speaker to play music.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And no, oh my god. Okay, first of all, you know that I I'm a fan of not even bringing toilet paper, so (laughs) I I don't even. know. I mean a tube speaker for your phone. Yeah,
3: it kind of funnels the sound so that you can enjoy like wrecking the silence even
2: more. I'm not going to enjoy toilet paper tube music. I'll say that. Okay. I can buy like a cheap a, a speaker that attaches to my phone for like five bucks. Yeah, for sure. Is that as lightweight as a toilet paper tube, though? No, but exactly. it sounds way better. Exactly. So. I kind of want to try it just maybe like at home just to see how it works, though. So I kind of want you to video yourself trying that okay. if you
3: ever do do it. Well, that could be and a punishment I'd- is that we got to listen to a toilet paper tube phone for. A little while.
2: Twenty minutes. Yeah. Twenty yeah, minutes. <laughs> 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 and I picked this. I picked the music. That's right. I picked the music. All right. more said. Oh, ooh, you like that? huh?
3: No. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, okay. okay. So that's mine. What, what do you got?
2: Okay, I got two more. Really good ones. Okay, two. One one is this might be a no go. This might be a captain obvious. Um but if you if you don't bring deodorant like some people have to have their deodorant. Yeah, not me. Um I I think yeah, you clearly are not. Are not. I I don't usually bring it. I think I brought it like once or twice. I usually don't bring it. But if you do bring it and you do use it, just be aware that it also can attract um certain bugs mm-hmm. as well. So um if that's something you enjoy, then bring your deodorant. So <laughs> if it's not, then uh, you know, just, tough out the smell for a few days. Okay. So, so so yours is just don't bring deodorant? <laughs> well, the being aware, well, that's <laughs> that Captain Obvious. Um, that, is, that is being, I, don't, I, I guess I'm, th- I'm only bringing this up because I don't think people realize like it attracts bugs. And if you hate bugs, you know, then don't bring it. Right. But okay. if you are like, I got to have a bad deodorant, then then bring it. Okay, so, so. I think
3: that's the, the tip is that your deodorant attracts bugs. So just kind of be aware of that. Not right. bringing the right. deodorant for me is Captain Obvious because I don't bring the deodorant anyway. And- right. I mean, I bring it, like, for the car so that I put it on when we get back, but not for the trip itself. Okay. I like the whole piggyback off your idea thing where I just try to stick with the same theme of, like... Just stealing my thunder. Hygiene or cleanliness. No, these are different ideas. All right, this one I got off the Facebook site. Somebody did respond to the the post, and um, this one is uh, when you're back from your trip, wash your socks inside out to get all of the gunk and grit and sand and dirt and stuff out. Wash your socks inside out? So like flip them inside out before you
2: throw them in the washer. I'm gonna say Captain Obvious on that. I feel like that's- I think so too. Yeah, so that's a. I mean it's always good to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, but there's been
3: times probably when you've forgotten and then you like undo your socks and then you get like a pocket of sand that like
2: pours out, mm, right? Mm, yeah, that's true. That is true. So, I'd say pants pockets more so than socks, but that's just too. That's all right, my next one, maybe obvious, maybe not obvious. Uh, if you ever get your feet wet, your shoes wet, that might be a real annoying. Like for me, like getting my feet wet is really annoying. Like if you slip um, in the stream kind of thing? Slip in the stream. Um, maybe you didn't bring extra socks and you got to put on wet socks. You only maybe you, maybe you brought shoes that don't dry or ventilate very well and they just stay wet for a long time. Maybe you brought like leather shoes or something ridiculous. Okay. Um, and this is one one weapon one weapon one way you can uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a weapon if you use it right. Though. Um, prisoners make shivs out of this. So if, if you put if you put crumpled newspaper in your shoes, the fibers oh, yeah. will. I, I mean, people probably heard this before. Like absorb some of the moisture in there and take away. But then again, you got to bring newspaper on your trip. But why so. do you have?
3: Well, I guess if it, if it, if you're anticipating that Wet climate, yeah. I, but me, I'm. I always go the you know like don't want to bring extra junk if I don't have to route. Right, right, right. So you know what? Can I let me ask you a question about this? This quick. might I'm be just, person dependent, though. Yeah, you know. for sure. No, I've I've seen that one. I saw that on a site somewhere. But so I, I'll say so-so on that one. I don't know that I that I'd try it. But I, if somebody else brought that, like if you brought it along, I wouldn't make fun of you. Yeah. But d- have you had much success with drying out socks and shoes over a campfire?
2: Mm not that much. I mean probably more than newspaper. Okay. But you know, getting the inside of a shoe dry is I know a tricky thing and that's sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet. You can obviously take out the padding in there and put it by the fire and all that stuff. But one you know, there was that one year I think I put my foot or my shoe too close to the fire and the heel melted. So Right. It's it's um, super
3: precarious. And and that happens with the socks too, is that if you like have wool socks, they'll get really crispy if you get just a little too close to the fire or leave it there too long. So I mean I'm sure there's people out there that ha- like they've got it down to a science but that that doesn't work either so
2: what if I brought a hyper lightweight blow dryer that was cordless and mini would you be into that <laughs> <laughs> If you Food would, for thought food for thought food for thought If you were going like in like a
3: monsoon territory <laughs> maybe Well we had
2: the uh we had the jacket for pants uh,
1: Discover your next adventure
2: on Fishing Booker. We did. Uh, hiking episode.
3: We and did. That, well, okay, yeah, you, was got, you gotta explain that. What's the jacket for Pants? All
2: right. We went, we were in the uh where were we? Uh Flat Top up in Colorado. Rocky Mountain National Park. Rocky Mountain National Park. And we were going I I refused to bring um a I refused to bring a poncho. And well, I brought like a, a shoddy poncho, I'll just say. It, it was a poncho that you could stuff into its own sack poncho. Probably, you know, like a Walmart type poncho. This is new in my backpacking career. So I'm just like stubborn as a mule with the whole like, I'm not bringing a large poncho. Legit jacket. So we get into the Rocky Mountain National Park. And within the first day, I think it was just downpour, lightning, thunder. I remember at one point the trail itself was like a mini right, river. Right. My shoes were just done. Everything in my pack was just soaking wet. And I'm like, I have to protect the important like digital stuff. If I brought a camera, I can't remember what I brought. My underwear, my socks, of course. I love my socks. So I'm like trying to protect all the stuff. Everything's getting wet. By the time we found campground with other people there, there was like a patch of sunshine for maybe a couple hours. So I got stuff strung out all over the place. My pants, my socks, like everything strung up. Inside my packs, I took it out, and all I had left to wear was this like water-resistant poncho from walmart so i'm like well let's uh put the feet through the sleeves here make these into pants and then we'll zip tie the bottom uh, of the jacket and make it like a belt right so i put on my jacket for pants and thus the legend was born uh i think you wrote a story about me and threw it in backpacker magazine which was awesome yeah more of a mockery i would say more of a mockery for sure but but not just
3: about that about all of your antics in the backcountry
2: Oh yeah. So it was, I thought it was pretty awesome in the, in the hindsight, but um, for sure, a mockable thing that I did. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want, if you,
3: okay. Like definitely one of the stronger memories from that trip. But if you, I think you probably forget what, where my fail was on that trip. And I guess we're kind of going down a rabbit hole, but that's, that's okay. Cause I think this is worth mentioning is that that wasn't the end of the rain. That wasn't the end. Like there was like constant storming going on. Oh yeah. And we, we only had a two person tent and then I had brought a bivy sack that I thought was still waterproof and turned out had lost its waterproofing. (laughs) That's right. So we had this like lightweight tight two person tent and I was like, Hey guys, can I, can I join you in there?
2: (laughs) Oh man. I totally
3: forgot about that. Yeah. So I, so I slept like halfway into the vestibule and we played like cards in there under the rain it was it was fun but it was definitely tight (laughs) it was that was an adventure for sure yeah for sure so i think we're both at fault for some not planning there but you know what something else happened on that trip that is Mm. on my list and so i'm glad you brought that up oh boy so when the the trail turns into like a river And the, and the water's like, basically your feet are just doomed at that point. Right. Even if you have the best socks on, I know some people have waterproof shoes, but, um, oftentimes those can actually play against you where they actually keep the water inside your shoes and Mm -hmm. just keep keep them kind of sloshing around. So something that you did was you put like grocery trash bags around your socks, tied a knot. I did. That's a long time ago. How do you feel about that now?
2: I mean, if I had to do it again, I probably would. I mean, it's like you do. sign am it, it would, it would, it it did the trick for sure. Um, And if I planned ahead, obviously, I would have done something maybe a little different. But sometimes you find out what works by accident sometimes. And I'm like, right. <laughs> just, it was out of desperation. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want these because I think my shoes finally dried. I'm like, I do not want this to happen again. And you know that there's rain coming, so... I mean, obviously the plastic bags are going to wear out after a while, which is the only downside of that. But um, it worked for the t- for a while. It worked for a long time. Yeah.
3: So, so I guess you might wonder why you even have trash bags or those grocery bags in your backpack. But I think we we use those because they're super lightweight trash bags, and we can kind of time off and stuff. So, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
3: so that's something we'd have anyway. It wasn't like bringing extra stuff. You know what? We haven't really had an experience where it's been that like downpory since then. Where it's like literally, you know, where the trail is like the drainage. So I would I would say sign me up for that one too, though.
2: It, yeah, I mean it was I was glad I did it for sure, even though it looked ridiculous. So uh all right, my next one is a I, I like this one. Okay. Um now I'm just gonna preface this. This is a little bit extreme. Uh not everybody might find this useful, but if you're going on long distances, maybe you've heard of this. Okay. So, some people find um, putting rubbing alcohol or probably just alcohol or deodorant, if you like rub it on the bottom of your feet, it can reduce blistering. It can increase It can increase the toughness of your skin temporarily and it can also reduce the fungus. Mm. So, uh, these are all three things you can put if you're going like maybe you're doing the John Muir Trail. Maybe you're doing, uh, I don't know, some long trail and you're like... Putting in a lot of miles and you want to avoid blisters or, you know, wear and tear on your feet. This is, yeah. So just something to think about.
3: I like that one of yours is to not bring deodorant and then another one is to bring deodorant.
2: Right. Exactly. (laughs) 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 I didn't say Uh, I would uh, do it,
3: but. Okay. I'm going to say so, so on that one. Um, I do know that people will do this. This won't kill the bacteria like the rubbing alcohol will, but they'll do like um, body glide or. Um, Vaseline on their feet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that and that actually does work. That's been proven to work. I think I did that for a while when I was suffering from blisters, and then I I think my feet toughened up, and or I just got lazy. One of the two. Right. Haven't done that in a while, but I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say sign me up if I'm having blister problems.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: This next one came from a dad on on the John Trail. So kind of again piggybacking off your thought there, and we were actually hiking the John Muir trail too. He was bringing his teenage sons along and this dude was like the king of research. And so he knew everything like how to hike the most e- efficiently. Cause he, I think he had to uh, carry a lot of the gear. So what's yeah, yeah, for sure. So one thing he told me stuck with me, like, cause this was years and years ago, I was in my early twenties. He said that he did research on what food was the highest calorie to rate to weight ratio, meaning like it had the lowest weight, but provided the most calories. Mm. Do you have any prediction what that might be? By the way, oh god, I
2: don't know. I mean, I want to. I'm. I always obviously lean towards some kind of power bar, but I. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question.
3: Yeah, it's chocolate, chocolate. So, so his way of bringing more calories with less weight was to pack a bunch of M and M's. So he had like half a bear canister.
2: Like That's heavy M&Ms,
3: though. M and M's not in the package. Like they were like yeah. just the bear canister itself, just loaded with the M and M's.
2: Okay, so here's my here's my problem with that. I'm I'm so so on that because you need to bring the MMs are small. You need to bring a lot of them. And 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 an individual M M&M, and M sure is lightweight, but like you know, put them all together and it's like that's not that's not light. It's you not know? light,
3: but they're out there for a long time, so it is light compared to other food they would bring in replacement of that.
2: I get yeah, I get. I mean. I guess you can't bring like some power bars and have the same similar effect, maybe give or take. I'm sure, you can, I'm sure
3: you can come close with some of that stuff, especially since a lot of those power bars have chocolate in them. But yeah. I don't, and that's not all he ate. It wasn't
2: like they just ate M Ms all the whole time. But that was just that
3: was a big part of their their day as hmm. far as snacks and stuff. Okay,
2: okay, that's some. I, I, okay, I'll go so so on that. I might I might think about that one. Okay, I may try something. I don't know how much chocolate I'm going to load up in there, but I like chocolate. I mean, who doesn't like chocolate? I like M Ms. Yeah so all right are they peanut m ms or regular MMs? ms do you know how many different kinds of MMs ms there are i i don't google that just like
3: <laughs> you do clearly i was at the store i was like what pretzel MMs, crispy MMs, ms caramel MMs?" like they're just like nonstop package after package
2: and you your mouth started to drool and you were just Whoa. so happy the
3: reason why is around Christmas time they come out with the mint M&Ms and I really like those.
2: Those are those are good. Those are decent. Yeah. I like those. So that's why I know. Okay. I was looking for them.
3: Well. All right. Do you have any more? Or yeah. Uh, you tapped out?
2: I got I got one more. I got one more. Okay. If you're somebody that is a hiker that gets a, like a sweaty back and you're like, oh, this is so annoying. I have my wicking shirt on, but it's still sweaty." Ugh. So, there's a couple things you can do. One thing that's recommended, obviously, is to get a backpack with like an external frame that's lightweight. Um, I know Osprey, I just bought a backpack and it's like keeps it off my back. My back was way less sweaty this year. Great backpack. Most all of them are. Um, the other thing you can do is if, you're wear, if you are wear like a fleece, uh, maybe pullover, um, one option that was suggested, I don't know if I'd do this, but we'll see if you would do this, is to wear it backwards uh, and to unzip... The back, like it, maybe it zips down halfway, unzip that half, and then that way your back can breathe and your front stays warm while you're hiking. What do you think about that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm kind of picturing like, so, you, so you're you you're hiking with a backwards fleece so that... Halfway unzipped. You, yeah, so that... <laughs> so, that, yeah, I feel like that's going to rub on your back with like the flaps of the, you know, the, the part that's unzipped. Yeah. But then aren't you going to like sweat through that so that when
2: you flip it around your front's going to be sweaty that was my theory as well so i'm not sure this is this is one i read this isn't one that i've experienced Is this your favorite one because this is definitely the weirdest one this sure. is not my favorite one <laughs> <laughs> but whoever wrote it was uh they were committed i'll just say that you know I, I i agree with you i think like the zipper halfway down would be uncomfortable i think i'm gonna get that half of the jacket wet anyway. And then when I turn it around, sure. it's just going to be gross and yeah, foul. So You know what this reminds me of
3: is sometimes people are like, you know, we th- we're trying to come up with these like tips and tricks that might be kind of fun or funny, but sometimes people really are overthinking things. I met this guy who was an, kind of an older backpacker. Like he was backpacking portions of the Pacific Crest Trail in his retirement. And I was h- hiking uh, a portion of the Pacific Crest Trail in the state of Washington and he was like all excited to show me all those like weird contraptions. And one of them was he didn't like when he walked in the morning, like with the morning dew hitting his feet. He didn't like getting like the fronts of his feet soaked. So he actually had these like shoe covers that were made from old milk cartons that covered the fronts of his shoes that were tied <laughs> onto his laces. And I was like, is that really that big of a problem? That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> and so I just thought it was funny. But wow. so, so that kind of reminds me, I, it might even have been the same guy that came up with that.
2: I don't know. It probably is. It's good. Question. <laughs> there, there was another guy said that said you should run. You know, I don't know if you're a mosquito guy. I, I don't even bring mosquito stuff. But if you're somebody, get, <laughs> Are you a mosquito
3: guy. Well, yeah, I go with it.
2: I mean, a mosquito guy in the sense of like mosquitoes love me. You know, like I, they don't like uh, me too, uh, they don't like me too much. So I don't even need to bring the, the repellent. Thankfully, but some people I know that just get obliterated by them. So yeah. one suggestion, another strange suggestion, was to rub orange peels on your skin to deter mm. mosquitoes. I don't know that works but if you're if you got no other options um give it a go i don't know
3: i feel like in a recent episode you talked about how you were like in the fetal position as mosquitoes were just biting at you while you're waiting
2: for us on the trail yeah but so. i walked into like a a like a smoke cloud of them i'd never even seen that many before and even in that whole mess i only got bit probably three times <laughs> okay maybe four
3: do you think that was like a mosquito booby trap i'm gonna say yeah
2: Say, so, yeah, well, I mean, you know, the whole area was a booby trap, it was horrible. Right. Uh,
3: yeah, orange peels. I don't know that people bring a lot of oranges on the trips, so I don't know if they're gonna have that with them. That's kind of a weird thing. I'm gonna say so so on that one.
2: I'm gonna say no so, but you know, if you're again, if if you just get obliterated by mosquitoes, that might be something you would want to try. I don't know, so
3: everyone yeah, try everything. Okay, well, I guess I haven't tried this, but in Backpacker Magazine and some other magazines, I've seen this thing where you connect it to your fuel canister where it creates this like. 15 by 15 foot barrier around you of like i don't know it has like a noise that's like a high-pitched noise that doesn't bother you oh it doesn't bother humans and so but it keeps mosquitoes away right um it is i want to say it's like four extra ounces plus the fuel you're using it's it is fuel efficient but i haven't tried that yet i'd be i'd be curious to see if anybody wants to post on our facebook page like does that really work because people don't like bringing the, the bug stuff for sure
2: i'd say i don't know if you've had this in your experience at least with our group i haven't really seen it happen but like i don't feel like anybody in our groups really like the mosquitoes aren't like a big deal you know like there's not we don't have that person on the trip that just gets obliterated every year or well we've
3: not. been we strategically camp in places or, or, or do things to prevent that but i have true, been true. on a trip where where i have like i've come back and my face looks like i'm 15 years old and had, like, a pimple outbreak, basically. So they love you, then? Yeah. Th- it doesn't bother me, though. I'm good. Uh, Derek, these have been good, man. We have some, we've had some good ones, some Captain Obvious ones, some so-so ones. Definitely, I bet that for everybody out there listening, like, there's probably been at least a few that people are, like, either surprised by or maybe shocked by or something that they hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Whether they use them or not, who knows. But anyway, I think it's time for trivia. What, what you got for me today?
2: All right. I got... Well, first of all, I want to say I think you... Brought up a really good punishment for yourself with the whole, <laughs> you know, uh, listening to the toilet paper cone music thing. So, right, well, let's make that your punishment. I'm just going to ask you. If I if I lose, right? If I don't get the question. If you lose. Uh, and I'm thinking of a specific. Okay. So, I'm going to. I'm gonna, We've been talking about tips and tricks. So, I'm going to mention something that you may get it. You may not. I don't know. So, somebody mentioned your one of your most hated items to bring on a backpacking trip, which is. The Nalgene bottle.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. And so yeah. somebody had a solid. I gonna say trowel, by the way. You thought I was going to say what? Trowel. Trowel. No, no. Uh, the t- okay. So the tip was this. Um, other than drinking water, obviously, what is one of the uses you can use a Nalgene bottle for to be beneficial? I got this. I got it. Oh, gosh. So. I'm hoping you don't get this. Well, there's two i get two for you but i want to know if, like if you it. get the
3: one that this guy said right that's really okay true. well i don't know who this guy is so that's <laughs> they're giving me a narrow chance here but a common one which actually my wife has used before is uh, if it's like a colder night i knew it go ahead you, got, you can put boiling water in there and yeah, keep it yeah. as kind of like a warm like thing to snuggle with
2: yeah
3: another thing too is if you're like super lazy and mm-hmm. you're a guy mm-hmm. it's
2: like a pee bottle true True. That's, Which is kind
3: of warm too and you can kind of snuggle with that.
2: Yeah, no, you got it. It was it was pretty easy. Okay.
3: But I know What's you hate one? nail jeans.
2: Um, I had a, I had another random question if you want to do this one too. Uh, another random one was a guy had a, you know, the little bottles of hand sanitizer okay, that you would use after you go to the bathroom or eat or whatever. The last thing you want to do is ruin your trip obviously by getting some kind of bacteria or something that makes you sick. So, um, there's other things that can get on your hand that you can't really get off with water. This comes from nature. Uh, this is something that you may or may not have a problem with, but you're gonna. It's definitely out there, and it comes from a, a nature is. I
3: guess you're talking about like oils from poison oak or poison ivy.
2: Mm, no, I'm not. But it's okay. so you didn't get that right. But it was. It's more. It helps you get off. And this. This. I've actually tried this. Um, I've gotten pine sap on my hands from trees. And okay. hand sanitizer can help you get that off a little bit easier. Mm. Other than that's
3: interesting. I've so. never had that problem. Well, you know, I, mean, I, I to have that problem like when you're playing around, but not on a backpack trip. Like
2: if you're going through a whatever area and you put your hand on a tree, maybe you got a bunch on your hand or you know, something like that. But so you got one, you missed one. I don't know. It's up to you whether you want to attempt this uh music challenge. I
3: give yeah, I give you two I give you two uses for the analogine, so I feel all like that's right. two out of three. All right, I'm
2: gonna save it. I'm gonna bank your punishment then. Okay, and I cool. have another punishment as well for next time. So,
3: okay. well, speaking of punishments, Rocky did actually perform his punishment with the shaving cream beard, and it is on our Facebook site.
2: Yes, yes, epic. There's not there's not as much of a reaction as you'd think, but there's a reaction still. So. Enjoy. Okay, that sounds good. All right. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for all the support. And uh, we really appreciate you guys all over the world listening to the podcast. Hit us up on Facebook with your questions, your pictures, your adventures, a story, uh, anything you'd want us to share or talk about. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Backpacking and Blisters. And remember, it's not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. Booby traps, huh, Carl? You want a booby trap? Okay. I'm thinking maybe I'll dig under your sleeping bag and your sleeping mat and uh, I'm going to put a leaked, I'm going to put a Ziploc bag of just full, just full of mosquitoes and then I'm going to poke a little hole in it and poke a little hole right underneath your tuckus, and maybe during the night it's just going to make sure that you get night because I know that mosquitoes love your face, so... I'm going to let them feast on you while you sleep. But then that means I'd have to sleep somewhere else. So I said to plan ahead.
1: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast.